17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Washington outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone and it is Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one with Irving, puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, yes, yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. We're sending it in, Jerome. We're six days away from college basketball. Thank God we are almost there. Uh, but we're we're not here to talk college basketball today. We nope. are here to talk some NFL football week nine preview and picks against the spread. As always, I'm being joined by Mr. Swervin Irvin Washington and Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. There we go. We brought back the Mario sound. I was gonna say you found that button again, huh? Found it back. I got it back. How how y'all doing tonight? Doing good, watching some Peaky Blinders. Now I'm going to talk some NFL football. Peaky Doing good, blinders. but I'm not having as good of a hair day as uh, Irvin is. That's Crazy Bone over there. Good. We got a special guest tonight, Mr. Crazy Bone <laughs> from Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> uh, man, excited to be here, excited to be here, excited to talk some uh, NFL football for sure. Um, I actually think we got a pretty good slate this week. Um, who's on hey. the bye this week, Ben? Uh, let's see. We've got Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, New York Giants, Pittsburgh, and all right. So the so the Denver Broncos trade away Bradley Chubb. Um, probably good for them that they have a bye week because they can kind of get acclimated. So before before we hop into this, into the show, let's kind of talk about some of these trades that went down today. Uh, or the last couple of days, Bradley Chubb goes from the Broncos to the Dolphins. The Broncos are trying to recoup some some draft picks that they lost trading for Russell Wilson. Obviously, um, probably the best thing for them to do. If I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you agree with that, Irv. At this point in the season, uh, I think this is more of a move for the Dolphins. We're going all in because that's one thing Denver do have is a lot of pass rushers. Of course, you're going to miss a Bradley Chubb. I think he had like, what, six, seven sacks. So, but we got the depth and we got the uh, talent at outside linebacker or edge players to um, withstand trading a guy like that. Gregory should be back after the bye week, if not the next week. I mean, if not the next week after that. So he should be back within the next two games. Uh, You got Jonathan Cooper, you got Nick Benito, and you got uh, Baron Browning. So, we still have four deep quality pass rushers. We just got to get our offense together. But I would say there's nothing wrong with, you know, picking up some draft picks. And we got Chase Edmonds to really help our backfield. Good third down back. He could catch the ball, block. I think they're going to still ride with Melvin Gordon for some reason and uh, Latavius Murray. So I like it. It helps both teams immediately. Denver definitely need can use a, a first round pick because I heard they're shopping Jerry Judy too, so they might be in a, a market for a wide receiver next year, next year's draft. Well, the trade deadline's over now, so they're not going to trade him until at least the off season. Oh, I thought I thought we had another week. My bad. No, oh, it was today. That was a deadline. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Deadline yeah, they're thrown in the towel. Yep. Um, but I was uh, I saw Schefter's post about uh, you know, who the Dolphins, you know, obviously because of Chubb going to the Dolphins, but who the Dolphins have now received because of that trade with the Niners, and they've got Jalen Waddle, uh, twelfth round pick. Uh, They've got Tyreek Hill from that first round pick in 2022. And then now Bradley Chubb, which was that first round pick that they traded. So not a bad turnaround for Trey Lance. For Trey Lance, yeah. It, it, as long as you think that they're all, well, as long as you think as a Miami fan, uh, Tua is good enough. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, at this point, they're, they're stuck person. with Tua, dude. Like, yeah. there's no... There's no way around it. Um, Chase Claypool goes to the Bears. I thought that was a pretty good move. I mean, they get uh, Justin Fields, some uh, wide receiver talent, so now Bears fans can't say, well, he doesn't have any talent around him. You know, yeah, so why? I mean, they're they're done for the season. I mean, yeah, but I mean, they have a they have a ton. They have an extra second round pick, so I mean, it it makes perfect sense. Get him a quality veteran wide receiver. You know what I mean? And and I mean. Not only that, but they took him away from Green Bay, and Green Bay has been rumored to be in on Chase Claypool basically all season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double whammy. You get Chase Claypool, plus you take him away from your division rival. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a good move. And to be honest, you know, I've talked a lot of shit about Justin Fields, and rightfully so. I mean, he played like one of the worst quarterbacks in, in the NFL in the first couple se- – in the first half, full, like, six weeks. Yeah. But – you know, the last two weeks, he's looked really good. You know what I mean? And he looked really good against Dallas, except for not uh, touching Micah Parsons down, you know, which was kind of yeah. a boneheaded move. <laughs> but as far as playing quarterback, I think the Bears have uh, – I think they've taken a page out of what Philly and, and Baltimore did and said, you know what, we're not going to make Justin Fields something that he's not. Let's just – let's do something that he does well. Like, let's run our offense around what he does well. And we're starting to – it's starting to work. You know what I mean? Like, the last two weeks, they put up more points than they put up the entire season basically combined. Yeah. So, I thought that was – I thought that was a good move. And how long is Claypool signed for? I mean, he's on his rookie deal. I think he's got two more years left on it. Okay. Okay. So, so this is really just a, a big push for the future. Yeah, and I, I also think it allows him to evaluate Justin Fields a little better too because – you know, now there isn't those excuses. Well, he doesn't have any talent around him because Darnell Mooney's a good wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you get him another good wide receiver, and, and Chase Claypool is a big body target. Like he's a guy that you can throw the ball up to, and he can go get it. So now, like you know, if you're the Bears, you're Matt Eberflus, and you're um, um, what's their GM's name? Irv? Poles. Poles. Ryan Poles. You know, they obviously didn't draft Justin Fields, so they inherited Justin Fields. So now they can say, okay. Do we like Justin Fields enough to the point where let's build a team around him? Or, you know, do we just scrap it and draft our team and go forward doing our building our team that way? So I think this allows them to evaluate him a little bit more. Yeah. And I think you're you made a great point about it taking you away from Green Bay, because Green Bay not signing a wide receiver today was something I was a little surprised about. Yeah, huge, dude. I mean, Brandon yeah. Cooks is out here on Twitter, um, you know, basically pleading the Texans to trade him. You know yeah. what I mean? And he doesn't get traded. I mean, uh, DJ Moore was probably available for trade. 
I'm sure the Panthers are probably asking for a fucking haul, dude. Uh, yeah. They probably want the first rounder, maybe minimum. Yeah, and Jerry yeah. Judy also available. And, you know, the, the Broncos, I mean, no, I'm sorry, the Packers don't pull the trigger on any of them. And that's their, yeah. that, that's their weakness right now is, is wide receiver. Yeah, and I think with Hawkinson going to the Vikings, I think that makes that. that was I, a I huge mean, pick up. I'd say that division is locked now with Minnesota. Yeah. Barring was, an injury. That was a. Yeah, that's a huge trade, dude, because Hawkinson is. Uh, he's one of the best tight ends in the game, dude. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I don't game. see how you trade a dude like that within your division. Yeah. yeah. For like breadcrumbs, dude. What, a second round pick, right? Yeah. Uh,. I don't do the Lions are just they're fucking. It's gonna be a late show, second too because the Vikings <laughs> are gonna get you know one of the top ten teams. So they're the, yeah, dude. The the Lions are an absolute fucking dog shit franchise, dude. They just they can't do nothing right. You know what I mean? Like this is a this is just a, an organization that has been run poorly for s- centuries at this point. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, not a good football let's go, team. Let's go that one. Which one? Let's go decades. Yeah, that well, I mean, dude, NFL's been around. They've been the NFL team since like 1910, man. They've never been good. <laughs> I don't know about that. They haven't. They 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 suck. They the, I think they won the NFL championship back in the day. Yeah, yeah. when fucking they played with leather helmets and couldn't throw yeah, the ball I know forward. What say. You know, people, people bring people. Some people will bring that up when they get desperate enough. Shit. Terrible man. The Lions are just. I mean, their coach sucks. They're fucking. It's comical, dude. They fire their defensive backs coach. Like that's gonna solve everything on your defense, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> not so. That's not solving shit. Okay, so, I got a question for you. Which is the dumber trade of the day? Bills <laughs> getting Hines because they're not gonna run the ball anyways, or the Jags getting Ridley? The Jags getting Ridley. You don't like that move? I mean, they didn't trade. I like the move, really. but he just uh, he can't help them right away. They need help right now. Yeah, that's true. The Heinz trade, I mean, like he kind of fits what what Buffalo wants to do because he's like a multi dimensional back. Yeah, like they they don't like to run the ball anyway. So yeah. you know, they ran it a little more against the uh, Western A's. So I'll give them that. Yeah, barely, and then they went away from it in the second half. Yeah, but that's what they do. But dude, them in the. The Bills and the Chiefs, like, they just need to run the football. Like, they need to get over <laughs> it and just do it. And the Bills, like, they just, like, always want to run Josh Allen. Like, dude, you're going to get that guy killed at some yeah. point. Even though he's 6'5", 250, I wouldn't be running my court, my franchise quarterback like that at all. At all. But, I mean, it is a dimension. And I, I brought this up with uh, Ben on, on Sunday, Irving. Yeah. And I was going to bring it up with you. Uh, like, the game of football is just, like, we're seeing the change right in front of our eyes where if you look at the good teams right now, they all have mobile quarterbacks whose coaches run design runs. You know, we've talked about the too high safety look and basically teams almost eliminating the pass as much as possible. Now you add in a running quarterback. I mean, it's, it's totally changing, dude. You're seeing Jalen hurts succeed. He's not a good pass. He's still not a great passer, but he could, he has that running dimension and it opens up the intermediate throws for like wide open throws for him. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, Justin Fields. Now you're seeing Josh, Josh Allen, obviously Patrick Mahomes is a little bit better 
he's more of a passing quarterback, but he's still mobile, can still run the ball. Uh, Justin Herbert, mobile athletic quarterback who could pass the ball. You know what I mean? Like, the game is just totally changing. Like, in two to three years, do you think that there could come a time where, like, if you can't run as a quarterback, you will not be in playing quarterback? Uh, no, because at the end of the day, well, you're going to see a lot more mobile quarterbacks going forward or quarterbacks that have some type of athleticism. But if you can get the ball out when you need to and deliver accurately, there's always going to be a place for white quarterbacks in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think you just have to be special. Like you have to be like you have to have an arm that is just goes deep or that accuracy you know, on a dime every single yeah. throw yeah. to be a non-mobile quarterback. Yeah, like Ben said, because as long as you got the arm and the accuracy, you know, the quarterback is a, always going to be about being able to beat a team from the pocket. Now, the athleticism just makes you that more that much more dynamic and opens up the playbook and makes the defense respect um, your, your quarterbacks or your run game and stuff like that. It opens that up, too, because you always got to account for – a Jalen Hurts or uh But there's some uh, but that's a Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Josh yeah. Allen. Like um, there's such fields. There's Even such PJ a, Walker now, because he could kill you, he could kill you with his legs too. So yeah. I definitely see more a trend towards more athletic QBs with arm talent. That's just makes an offense that much better. But it's always gonna be a a, a job for a pocket quarterback that can kill you from the pocket. Like a Joe, well, Joe, damn, Joe Burrow is pretty athletic. He just runs when he feels like it, though. But yeah. if you can be Joe Burrow in the pocket or uh, Pat Mahomes and you can't Justin run Herbert. Justin yeah. Herbert, well, he can run too. He just, damn, he just all, those, all those damn quarterbacks are pretty much, they're good they're athletes. Athletic, they, yeah. just, they just choose not, they just choose to run when they, when they need to or they really, or they really feel like it. So, yeah. Yeah, I can see, yeah, like this total statue QB, like a Peyton Manning. Yeah, if you're not him from the pocket, yeah, I think you do need to have some type of uh, athleticism because it just makes the, being a quarterback that much more easier. Like the days of a, like a Matt Ryan or a Carson. I mean, look at all of them that are, yeah, that are left football. that they're just all older. Tom Brady, you know, you could Tom throw in there, you know, um, it also uh, just so happens that like cousins, the best like, passers are QBs like that. Yeah, and all the best passers now, like they're pretty athletic. But I mean like when you watch the Bills play, and especially against the Packers, like for the first three quarters last or first two and a half quarters, the Bills were averaging nine yards per play, dude, which is like in insane, dude. That's like college numbers. Yeah, and the whole reason that. why was because every time Josh Allen would get out of the pocket the whole defense would, like, run towards him, and he would just have, like, a wide-open throw. He didn't even have to be accurate because he was throwing to wide-open guys, you know what I yeah, mean? Especially that first touchdown pass, to, I think it was the Dawson Knox. Knox. Yeah, he was wide open. Was like, like, there was nobody was, around him. It was, like, four defenders. Um, four defenders, uh, what's the name, running at him, and he hit the tight end wide open in the end zone. And that's, like, it's a game-changer, dude. It's an absolute game-changer. So it's, like, if you establish the run with your quarterback, I almost think it's as deadly as establishing the pass in in years past, right? Because now you establish the run with your quarterback, and the defense is so worried about your quarterback getting out and breaking explosive runs that they leave their assignments in the pass game. You know what I mean? Like, we see this with, with Lamar Jackson all the time. 
We see this with uh, with Josh Allen all the time, you know, and J- Jalen Hurts now too. It all starts with the run, and then it opens up everything in the pass game. It's a different age in uh, NFL, man. We're yeah. seeing it right before our eyes. Yeah. All right, let's talk about these games, though. Let's hop into our first game, Thursday night. Eagles at Texans. Right now, Eagles are 14-point favorites on the road. Um, the total is 45. Philly, obviously, 7-0 and straight up, 5-2 and against the spread, 4-3 and to the over. Houston, 1-5-1 and straight up, 3-3-1 three, three and one against the spread, 3-4 and four to the over. Um, Ben, what's your initial thoughts on this game? Initial thoughts is 14 is way too much here. Um, you know, I, I don't think Houston is that great of a team, but they've at least kept a lot of these games close. Um, but uh, I mean, I just, I don't think I can put 14 points on the road, you know, with a team that's, you know, who's had so much success in the easiest way. Like, I guess that's not really the best way of putting it, but you know, the, the field, the Phillies, the Eagles have been handed their schedule. This is another one of those games, but to go 14 points, I mean, they couldn't do that against Jacksonville. They couldn't do that against, I mean, Arizona and Dallas. Yeah, it's understandable. Pittsburgh, they did blow out of the water. Pittsburgh's, not a fighting team like Houston is. Yeah, but Houston cannot stop the run. They're 32nd DVOA against the rush. They are awful, dude. They gave up almost 300 yards of rushing against the Titans. They gave yeah. up over 200 against the Raiders. They're going to be the worst team in defense, huh? They're not the worst defensive team, but against the rush, they are fucking atrocious, dude. I think yeah. that's why they Philly is scheduled, I mean, favored by 14 because – if Philly runs the ball like the fucking Texans did, the Texans might be. If Philly runs the ball the way um, Tennessee, Tennessee did. Titans did, I don't think the uh, I don't think the uh, Texans scored score a touchdown. Or maybe get a field goal because they ain't gonna get the damn ball. The offense is gonna be on the sideline for most of the game. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, but they were able to keep Tennessee to seven. Seven. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but seven points, seventeen, ten. So, yeah, but I mean, they had Malik Willis at quarterback. Yeah, they had Malik Willis yeah. at quarterback. So. It was his first start, so I mean, it was a big difference. Um, I agree, fourteen is a lot, dude. Uh, which is why I, I am not going to play this line. At least, you know, if anything, I'm gonna look at the total, uh, which is sitting at forty five right now. That's a lot too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would definitely lean the under there because, you know, Philadelphia has a great defense in the, in their own right. They have mm-hmm. a top three defense, and they're the only weakness of, of Philly is that they're 22nd against the run, and that's where Houston is kind of good. No, they're not. Uh, they're 27th running the ball. But yeah, they're not good. They're 29th <laughs> passing, dude. All right, so <laughs> that's not good either. But, da- but Damian, they don't even put up 100, 100 yards a game. But Damian Pierce is a legit threat out of the backfield. Like he's a good he's a good rusher, um, and a lot of times like they're not a good rushing team because they play from behind the whole game, so they're yeah. not able to really establish the run at all. If they're gonna if they're gonna cover this fourteen, they're gonna have to run the ball. They're gonna have to control the clock, and they're gonna have to score points when they can. Yeah, you know, 
Uh, either way, I kind of see this being a low-scoring game unless Philadelphia somehow puts up like 35 points because I don't see Houston scoring a lot in this game. Yeah, and yeah. even if uh, – yeah, I mean, they'd have to put up 10 points if, if uh, Philly puts up 35. So I'm, I, I kind of like lean the under here. Honestly, uh, this game sucks. I see this being like a 21-3, to 27-3 type game. Yeah. Which is why I like the under, but – I mean, lane, lane fourteen is a lot, dude. On the road, on the road in a in an NFL playoff, in a, not an NFL playoff game, but in an NFL game, that's a lot. Yeah, because like you said, they, the other team is professionals; they get paid too. But man, the Texans, they just—if it ain't like a, a division game, they be looking. They look. They look terrible sometimes. Yeah. Well, they've they've yeah. kept at least in the last five games. I can go back even further. They kept uh, everything in by fourteen points. I mean, I know. None of these teams. Well, I guess you could put Tennessee as a you know as a running team like that. But um, let's see, Indy tie Chicago. They lost by three. Denver by seven. Ten to the Chargers. They won against Jacksonville. So eighteen against Vegas, um, and then seven against Tennessee. I mean, they've kept these games at least. And to be close. honest, they were winning that game against the Raiders until like six minutes to go. Yeah. yeah, they just fell apart. That was like a absolute crumble, six. dude. Yeah, they do a pick six, then the Raiders score on the next drive, and the next drive after that. Yep, it was over. It I, was. I just fourteen is just a lot of points. Houston at least stays close in this game. Yeah, um, I think they get the shit beat out of them. <laughs> Houston hasn't been a fourteen point dog this year. They haven't even been a 10-point dog this year. It wouldn't surprise me if they got the shit beat out. Oh, hold on. But they – so Houston, when they're a 7- to 13-and-a-half-point dog, they're 3-and-1 against the spread, 1-and-0 and at home. Mm. They haven't been a 14-point dog at all. Damn. No, the biggest was 11-and-a-half last week. Oh, no, wait, sorry, that was, that was Philly. I think it was a that was eleven and a half ten against, against Denver. Denver thirteen and a half Jan last January. So I, I don't know, dude. I don't know if I'm willing to lay the fourteen here. I would lean the Eagles minus the fourteen, but I think I'm more comfortable playing the under here. I just think that this is a. I feel like this is an under type game, dude. Like I just I don't see if the Texans are going to keep it close. It's got to be a low scoring game. And if it's not a close game, I just don't see the Texans scoring enough points to make it go mm-hmm. over. Yep. Like the Eagles would have to do that all by themselves. The over under is 45, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely going under. I see this game being like 21 to 3, 31 to 10, something like that. The Texans aren't scoring more than 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right, dude. So if they're going to cover, it's probably got to be like 10 to 20. 21, you know what I mean? 21, 21 10. 10, 21, 10. That's what I was thinking. And the Eagles will probably score those 21 points in the second quarter. Yeah. And then nothing for the whole second half. They've done it Did before. They do that They've again it. against the uh, uh, Steelers or no? No, nah, it wasn't as bad, but they did put up most of their points in the second quarter. I'm telling you, bro, there's something about that team. They get all their points in the second quarter, and then they just. Well, shit, if they get all their points in the first half and they stopping teams from scoring. I yeah, guess maybe take them right. first half, dude. First half is probably going to be like minus like 
seven and a half, eight, though. You're probably going to have to p- pay a fucking tax on there. Yeah, they put up 14 in the second half last week, 21 in the first. So what do you guys like? Are we all leaning the uh, – we're all going with the under here? I'm taking Eagles. I'm not betting it, but don't be surprised if the Eagles cover the 14. They're going to beat the shit out the Texans. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. This Texans team sucks, dude. They're yeah. awful. They're not a good fo- football team. I just think they can hold it close, closer than two touchdowns. I think the Eagles scored 28 points in the second quarter. <laughs> 28 nothing is the final two score. two pick sixes and two offensive touchdowns yeah they might get a strip sack for a fumble and a touchdown because that o-line cannot they, those tackles cannot they're not gonna be able to block the uh eagles uh dns yeah probably not um all right let's do uh let's let's move on to our next game we got the bills uh at the new york jets uh, Battle of New York here. Buffalo comes into this game six and one straight up, four two and one against the spread, one and six to the over. The Jets five and three straight up, five and three against the spread, and three and five to the over. Um, right now, Buffalo's laying thirteen on the road. This is another double digit uh, favorite here on the road. The total's forty seven and a half. Um, so Ben, this was the game, or I mean Irving, this was the game you want to talk about. So. Yeah, because I see this game either going two ways. Uh, Kyle Wilson actually looks like a, a what's his, his name? Kyle Wilson, right? Zach Wilson. Well, yeah. Zach Wilson actually looks like an NFL QB and doesn't throw three picks and get his team absolutely blown the fuck out. We have a decent game, or it's gonna be it's gonna be all bad. Now another thing you gotta watch too is the Jets have a lot of uh, injuries on the O line and. The Bills' D-line has feasted on teams this year so far, especially they don't have to blitz to get pressure. Rosu, Rosso off the edge, and Von Miller, and they got those 2D tackles cleaning stuff up in the middle. So I think this one can get ugly. I think the Jets can cover because they got a pretty damn good defense. I like uh, like their D-line. The linebackers have been playing a lot better, especially Mosley having like a a career resurgence because everybody thought he was dead in the water. Um, it's just a secondary concerns me too because that secondary be getting away with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, penalties. I don't think they're gonna be able to get away get away with that against the uh, against the uh, Bills. Well, the Jets are. I mean, obviously they hang their hat on defense, right? Like, yeah, they're eighth DVOA defense or eighth against the pass and eighth against the rush. So, I mean, like they're top ten in everything defensively um they get a ton of turnovers right they've been feasting on turnovers which is part of the reason why i've been saying that they're kind of fraudulent i mean they're averaging over one turnover a game um but so is the buffalo bills you know what i mean they're averaging over one turnover a game and if there's a quarterback that i'm that's going to throw interceptions it's going to be zach wilson (laughs) you know what i mean but one thing i was that i didn't notice last week when the bills played the packers was that you know, the Packers have a pretty good secondary themselves. And the Bills just, like, stopped. They they refused to run the ball. They kept trying to attack the secondary. And the the Packers' secondary was doing their job. They, were, they started to shut the Bills' uh, wide receivers down. Right? So I don't think that it's going to be easy for the Bills to just throw the ball all over the field on the Jets because I think the Jets have a better secondary than the than the Packers do. Right? 
And they don't run the ball. So we know they're not even going to try to run the ball. <laughs> so this could, this very well could be a low-scoring game. And whenever you think it's a low-scoring game, it's always you always want to lean towards a dog getting 13 or more points, right? Because you know, if you think it's going to be a 30-point game, chances are the, the dog is going to cover this game. It's also a division okay. opponent. They're on the road. This is a tough one, dude. I lean the Jets with the points here. There's no way I'm laying the points with the Bills. This is another one of those, like, could the Bills go out there and absolutely destroy the Jets? Yes. But what's telling us that they're going to do it? You know, this is kind of like that, you know, that you know, 14 that we just saw. Um <laughs> I think I'm with you. I'm going to go Jets on this. I think a big part of that is what happened last week when, you know, the Jets lost a tight one to uh, New England. So they're going to come, you know, be coming back and and looking to get back on those winning ways. Are they going to win? No, probably not. But are they going to be able to keep it to 13? Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I think offensively, the Jets, what they're doing this year are probably just as good. You know, again, your QB is not going to be as good as Green Bay's, but I think their offense as a whole is pretty close to what Green Bay is putting up right now. And they were able to keep it to 10 points. And I'd say Jets' defense is probably just as good as Green Bay's. Yeah. If not better. The only thing I would say is the Bills' defense is definitely better than their – I mean, they're also very good themselves. Like like uh, Absolutely. Irv alluded to, the yeah. defensive line is going to feast. I mean – Reason why I only lean the Jets is because I could very well see a scenario where Zach Wilson throws fucking four interceptions and two of them are pick sixes. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what keeps me away from this game. Like backing Zach Wilson is, uh, you know, that's a choice, dude. <laughs> that is definitely a choice. A choice that I'm not. I, I don't make. necessarily think I'm backing Zach Wilson. I think I'm backing thirteen points. Yeah, I mean, you always want to want to take the number for sure. And they're at home. I'd probably wait and because this line's gonna get to 14, dude. Let yeah. it get to 14, take the 14, take the full two scores. 61% are on Buffalo at minus 13. Yeah, it's gonna go mm-hmm. up, dude. Definitely, see, Buffalo. This is see, Buffalo was up 14 on Pittsburgh. They won by 35. <laughs> uh, that was Pittsburgh. That was Pittsburgh first. Yeah. TJ Watt. Yeah, Buffalo's 1-0 is a 14 or more point favorite. Yeah. The next closest is 10.5 at Green Bay, and they won by 10. And then Tennessee at 10, and they won by 34. Whew, yeah. Fuck. I, I, I got to change... I got to change that up. I think I'm going to go Buffalo minus 13 here. Yeah, I think they're going to beat the shit out the Jets, too. Under 47 and a half, I think is a bet. It probably does go under. I could definitely see this being another game where Jets don't score over 10 points. Yeah. And Zach Wilson throws six or uh, three pick sixes. Well, then it's going over because they're putting up 21 points on defense. (laughs) But then the offense is just going to chill. Yeah, and kick their feet up. Hines is going to run the ball, actually. Yeah, no, this is uh, probably a stay away game for me. 
Um, there's a lot of goals being scored in the Sharks game, though. What is what's it at now? Five to four. Uh, yeah. All right. So we we all basically lean the Bills here. Yeah, when we all agree something either is going to be all bad or all good. So we're leaning Bills, leaning under. Does anyone actually like that game? No. <laughs> or if you only picked it, I know, but I, I only picked it because it's the Bills, and I think that if Zach Wilson can actually play like an NFL QB, it could be actually hey, good any given Sunday, dude. So is he gonna snap, snap out of it and have a bounce back game, or he's gonna get his ass handed to him again by the Bills defense? So I'm interested to see how that works out. I think Brees Hall getting hurt really put a damper on that offense. Yeah, but I they, forgot about that. They do bring in Justin Robinson, so we'll see. Yeah, he's a nice. He he's a nice. Uh, he's kind of well. He's similar. He's no Brees Hall, but we'll see. We'll see. He, this will be his first game. He didn't play last week. Okay. So we'll see how that works out. All right, let's move on to our next team. We got the Chargers at the Falcons, America's team, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, right now, uh, this line, Chargers laying three and a half on the road at Atlanta. Uh, the total is 49 and a half. Chargers coming to this game four and three straight up, four and three against the spread, four and three to the over. They're coming off their bye as well. The Atlanta Falcons are four and four straight up. Six and two against the spread, five and three to the over, and they are in first place in their division, the NFC South. First place Falcons. Who would have ever thought that that was possible? Um, This is also. What's the date on Sunday? The fifth or the sixth. The sixth. Oh, so they do. They play. Damn, they play the Falcons on next Thursday night? Mm. Or the, the Panthers? Wow. So they play the Panthers on Thursday night after this game. Chargers play San Francisco 49ers after this mm-hmm. game. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Irv? Um, this is going to be a battle of who can stop the, who can impose their will on the other team because the uh, Falcons suck at stopping the pass, even though yeah. it's even though it's due to injuries, but I think if AJ Terrell does play, that'll help him out a little bit. Um, but if he doesn't play, is is Keenan Allen playing? Uh, they say Ken, I think Keenan Allen's coming back because they had him on a snap count last game. Well, no, he held out last game, so he wouldn't be on a snap count for this game. Yeah, so I think he's going to be a full participant. But whoever Didn't practice Monday, I think AJ Terrell is playing this game too. Okay, so if the Chargers suck at stopping the run. Falcons are one of the best run teams in the league. And the last three, four weeks, the Falcons have been horrible against the pass. And the Chargers have Justin Herbert and his pretty much all his weapons are going to be back for this game. Yeah. So that's what it's going to come down to. And the uh, <clears throat> the Falcons just looked horrible in the secondary against P.J. Walker and the Panthers. Especially on that Hail Mary. No Rashawn Slater. No trainer. No Joey Bosa. Uh, no Mike Williams. Mm. Palmer questionable with a concussion. Uh, they got a lot of injuries, dude. 
I thought Mike Williams was back when was gonna be back. Damn, so I guess his injury was worse than what they thought it was. He's questionable, so I mean if he's questionable at this point, he's probably gonna come back. Who? Palmer? Palmer. Yeah, but I mean he's not Mike I mean losing Mike Williams is huge. Yeah. You know, even if you get Keenan Allen back, and is Keenan Allen a hundred percent? No, he didn't practice yesterday. Dude can't stay healthy. That's his only that's his only uh only knock on him other than that, that's a top 10 wide receiver right there. Give me the Falcons. Plus a three and a half. Uh, America's team, six and two against the spread. They can run. The, they're one of the best rushing teams in the league. Algier, uh, I mean, just really doing his thing. They also Kyle Pitts is finally getting involved in the offense. Uh, Drake London has been spectacular too, and on top of that, J.C. Jackson out for the Chargers, Irving. Yeah, yeah, for the year. Mm, I like the over, honestly, too. Yeah, that the over—that's a solid bet too. That mm. would probably be my best bet for this game. But this is going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a war of attrition—the run game versus the pass game. What team is going to get the job done? Yeah, but, I mean, are you going to take a more healthy run team or are you going to take a fucking banged-up passing team? I'll take the Falcons at home with the um, and their uh, plus three. So, it seems like a good bet because they six and two against the spread. So, but I thought if Mike Williams plays, I give the uh, Chargers a better shot. He's not playing. He's out. He's ruled out till late November. I thought he was questionable, Ben. Or Ben was talking about uh, Josh Palmer. No, you're saying Palmer. Oh, Palmer. Mike Williams uh, is out till late November. Missing Mike Williams, yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Falcons at home because Mike Williams is a big part of that. Uh, Even the Chargers kickers hurt, dude. That's damn. They got they like the Broncos when it comes to injuries. They need to fire their training staff too. Yeah, remember their training staff almost fucking killed the guy. Oh uh, yeah, almost killed Teddy Bridgewater. No, not Teddy. I mean, no, um, Tyrod Taylor. That's yeah. so, dude. That's so racist of you, dude. Just naming black, <laughs> random black quarterbacks. I'm not naming random black quarterbacks. Both their names start with a T. I just got it mixed up. Uh, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, no, I'm black. I can't be racist. I mean, dude, I've seen it before. Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alright, let's move on to our next game. We got uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the LA Rams. Um right now the Rams heading this game three and four straight up, two and five against the spread, two and five to the over. Tampa Bay three and five straight up, two and six against the spread, two and six to the over. Um right now the Rams three point dogs. On the road, Tampa Bay lane three. The total is 42 and a half. Ben, what do you think about this game? Oh, and by the way, Cooper Cup, uh, questionable with the ankle injury. Yeah. Did he practice? Uh, let's see. Cooper Cup. I don't think he did. Uh, indicated money that he expects Cup to play this coming Sunday against the Bucks, But didn't practice. So we'll yeah. see. Probably getting treatment. What do you think? What do you think about this one, Ben? I mean, it's like which it's the battle of the fucking Ben Gay this week, the <laughs> like Tiger Bomb. Who's going <laughs> you know, to be able to last the ba- longer the on the Viagra. I mean, 
both of these teams are just, they're slowing down so much that, I mean, I'm going to look at the, you know, the under here at 42 and a half, like it's a little low, but at the same time, like I don't see the bucks putting up a lot of points because both of these teams have, you know, decent defenses that only allow around 20 points per, but their offenses are just trash. I mean, LA is only putting up 16.9 a game. Tampa Bay is only putting up 18.3 a game. Um, Both of these offensive have looked horrible running the ball. And, you know, you've got two good pass defenses. I don't think there's going to be any place to put up points. Well, Both of these O-lines kind of suck. The Rams are actually not very good against the pass. They're 19th against the pass, 4th against the run. Um, Tampa Bay, on the flip side, 6th against the pass, 19th against the run. But the funny thing about Tampa is they were 8th against the run three weeks ago. It's really yeah. the last two games that they played um, against the... Um, Carolina and Baltimore. Carolina and Baltimore like have just like slaughtered their fucking data, dude, for the year. Yeah. So... Yeah. You know, they can get back to that, especially in the sense that, like, the Rams haven't been able to run the ball against anybody. Yeah. You know, they couldn't even run the ball against the fucking Falcons. They couldn't run the ball against fucking a Pop Warner team at this point. So, I mean, dude, I I hate to say this. I hate to do this because it's not in my nature, but, dude, I think I got to take the Bucks here. Minus the three. I mean, dude, Tom Brady's finally getting divorced. That shit's getting cleared out of the way. He can go back to being a dude, just being a dude. That ain't going to help him. It, I don't c- think it, it could, it could. Especially with fucking Pete Davidson on uh, Giselle's arm last night. No Full fucking way, quick. dude. Are you serious? Yeah. That, yeah. Pete Davidson gets around, bro. Hall- Halloween party last night. That's really going to piss him off. Is that going to light a fire on his ass, or is that going to make him cry? Could dude, Pete Davidson's a fucking legend, dude. He's really not, dude. He's the king of Staten Island. What are you talking about? I I even know that's where he was from, but anyway, back to this game. Both O lines are terrible. The Rams have a healthier D line. The Bucks are really going to miss Shaq Barrett. I think he's out for the year. He ruptured his Achilles tendon. Yeah, uh, well, he's not. He's actually, yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah, he's out for the year. Uh, I guess it depends on what O-line is going to play better. If I'm betting this game, I'm betting the under for sure. I don't think either one of these teams are scoring over 20 points. I think the final score will probably be like 17 to 14 or 13 to 10, something like that. I think the over is damn near a guarantee for this game. I mean, the under is damn near a guarantee for this game. But you got both QBs struggling. The only difference is Tom ain't turning the ball over like that, and Stafford is turning the ball over at a very high rate. Now, if he does that against uh, the Bucks, especially on the road, and it sets up the Bucks to be in decent field position, I think Tom can score enough points to get the win. So if I was to bet this game, I would definitely lean the Bucks by a little bit. I'm not confident in them because they O-line is terrible and they can't run the ball, and you're going to give a, a pass-rushing team too many shots at your QB, and that's a recipe for disaster. Yep. No, I I agree with that. Uh, they The the uh, Bucks are getting a lot of their secondary back that's been out. Winfield is questionable now. But, uh, Murphy Button Jr. is questionable now. 
So <clears throat> we should be seeing some of those guys get back. Like I said, the the Rams can't run the ball against anybody, dude. Well, yeah, and uh, and they have Cam Akers questionable for personal reasons. Yeah, they not playing him anymore. They was trying to trade him yeah. today. They was trying to trade him to uh, to uh, to the Bears. They wanted to get uh, Montgomery. Yeah, they're 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 trying to get rid of him. Yeah, but they can, they wasn't able to trade him, so I think they're just gonna release him at the end of the year. Man, both of these teams suck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a game like this, I would choose what team is playing, actually like playing better, but neither one of them are playing. (laughs) Neither one of them are playing anywhere good, anywhere near good right now. So I'm going to just take, be safe and take the under because they both got decent defenses. It's not like both defenses are trash. It's just the offenses struggle to put up points. Well, the Bucks defense is like super banged up though. Yeah, that pass rush. Even though the Rams' offense offensive line is not good, Buffalo just don't have the. I mean, the Bucks just don't have the talent that they used to on the edge to get after the quarterback like that. Yeah, that's true. That's but if there's no Cooper Cup, I mean, dude, that changes everything. For it's probable. Yeah, I know he's listed as probable, but I mean that ankle injury he had was pretty nasty, dude. Yeah, a lot of those times, those injuries look a lot worse than what they really are. That's true, especially, especially live. Because not to get off topic too much, but if you look at Jordan Jordan Addison injury, you thought his season was over at USC, the way he went down. Yep. He so, didn't play last week though. Yeah, he didn't. Well, they rested him. They didn't need him against Arizona. Uh, they almost did though. No, nah, not really. I think that was more of the defensive injuries than it was our offense. <clears throat> all right, so we're all uh, aside here. Who are we taking? If I had to choose, gun to my head, Russian roulette, give me the the Bucks at home because I know Stafford is going to throw, more than likely he's going to throw a pick or a pick six. So that could change the game. Ben, we're all on the under. We know that. I'm betting that under for sure. Um, I'm going to go Tampa Bay uh, just because L.A.'s defense has been atrocious. Well, if y'all, if y'all both going Tampa, I got to go Rams because when we all agree, it never pans out. So give me the Rams plus three. Yeah, I'm leaning the uh, Bucks here, but I, I'm, I think – I'm not going to bet this game. <laughs> Yeah, I like the under though. I do like yeah. the under. I'm trying to go five and zero again. Let's say even, that's... Though, even though it could have been four and one. Thanks. Shout out to the Falcons. Well, shout out to the Panthers kicker. Shout out to <laughs> Kyle, uh, the. You need to shout out uh, Greg Dortch for fucking fumbling a fucking punt return. Cost the Cardinals a fucking game. Fucking asshole. Oh yeah, that's true too. Um, all right, let's move on to our next game. We got Miami at Chicago. Miami comes into this game five and three straight up, four and four against the spread, three and five to the over. Chicago three and five straight up, three four and one against the spread, four and four to the over. Uh, Miami is laying five on the road here. Uh, Chicago catching the five. The total's forty five and a half. Ben, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on this one? Because this this was the game you want you picked. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to pick this game just because of the big trades that had happened today. Um, and, you know, wanted to see what you guys thought the immediate impact 
was going to be for Miami, um, you know, with these pickups. I mean, they get uh, Wilson Jr. from San Francisco. Uh, they get uh, Chubb from um, from Denver, you know, and do you think they're going to be able to come in and make an impact right away, you know, within, what, four days here? Um, I think Bradley- I think that these were really good pickups for this team. No, no, no. That's I was just said I was going to say that I think they're good pickups for this team. It's what they needed, a running back and what linebacker? Mhm. Outside linebacker DM yeah. want to call it. He could stand up and rush the passer and with his hand in the ground. So, I think he's going to definitely play a bigger uh, dividend than uh Claypool because you know it's going to probably take him a week or two to get more acclimated with the playbook. Hmm. Bradley, they're just going to send him in there and tell his ass to rush the pasture. So <laughs> he'll yep. probably get about yeah. 20, 25 snaps, probably play every third down package. So I think he's going to have more of an impact right off the bat. But getting Claypool is really big for the Bears because it actually gives them a weapon next to Mooney. So Mooney won't just get double covered every game and feel to have to look out there and try to hope someone else can get open. So... That's really going to open up the open up that other side of the field or whatever side of the field that he lines up on. You can play him in the slot too, so it's going to actually it's going to give Chicago more clarity on what they have with Justin Fields going forward when he gets acclimated to the uh, to the offensive playbook. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, dude. Five's a lot on the road. Yeah, and Miami going into Chicago. Yeah, and, dude, I really like what I've seen from this Bears offense the last two weeks. Like, they've really simplified things, and like I said, dude, they basically have finally decided we're not going to make Justin Fields something that he's not. We're going to teeter this offense around him, and it's working. You know what I mean? And let's not get carried away here. The Dolphins are by no stretch of the imagination, a good defense, you know, like they, they're not, they're 29th against a pass DVOA and they're ninth against a rush. But a big reason why they're ninth against a rush is because they play up. And if you look at their opponents, they're not really able to run the ball against them because they're up. Um, with that being but said, I think that's a big thing is Chicago is going to try to run the ball against them. Yeah, and Chicago's been able to run the ball against everybody they faced. Like, that's one thing Chicago does very well, right? They're not good offensively, per se. They're 18th rushing the ball, 31st passing, but a lot of that has to do with because of the first seven weeks of the season. The last two weeks, the Bears have looked like a totally different team in the first seven weeks of the season. Like, a completely different team. And it was similar to how the Eagles were last year. Like, the Eagles looked like shit the first five, six weeks of the season, and then they, like, totally turned it around. They fucking changed their offense, and boom, the Eagles fucking railed off, like, seven in a row at one point, right? Very similar here here with the Bears, dude. I Fuck, dude. I, I don't know, dude. Taking, uh, like, I just don't like that the Bears trade away Roquan Smith. I think that's a fucking huge loss, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely think the Bears lose this game for what it's worth, but I would take the Bears with the points here. Not losing Roquan, though. 
That's a big loss. That's a huge loss, dude. It, it's a huge loss in the fact that, like, the Bears, like, he's their best pass rusher, and he's also hella good in coverage. Right. Um, the Dolphins, though, they don't really um, they don't really pass the ball to, to their tight ends very often, Mike Jusseski and stuff. And they don't run the ball very well at all either. But I don't know. Is that secondary going to be able to hold up? Well, the safeties are good. The the Chicago passing defense has been good all season. Yeah, true, because they got Jalen Johnson. I forgot they still got him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, they might not let. They probably have to pick your poison with uh, Tyreek and uh, Waddle. They're probably not going to let both of them get off on them. Yeah, but I mean, if you if honestly, if you think about it, dude, Miami's offense. If you take away the fourth quarter against the Ravens. You take away uh, the f- the first three drives of the Steelers game. This Miami offense hasn't been like like crazy good or anything. Oh yeah, they haven't. Because even look at the Bills game; they started off slow. I mean, not the Bills, the Detroit game. They was down twenty one seven at one point. It's just the. The Lions, Lions are the worst defense in football. Yeah, they can't play defense, so you know sooner or later they was gonna wake up and win the game. But yeah, I don't think they're gonna just go pass crazy on the uh, on the uh, on the Bears defense because they I do have a good, real good secondary. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta lean. I'm gonna lean the Bears here, and I'd probably also lean the over to be honest. Yeah, the Bears offense is like waking up. So yeah. I think over is probably the best bet on this game. You can see this game being like 31 to 28 or 27, 24. What's the over under? 46 or 45? 47? Oh, yeah. It's definitely can go over. Yeah, I kind of like the – actually, the more I think about it, I kind of like the over more, especially because, like, you lose Roquan Smith. So, like, you do lose, like, the best defensive player on your team. Like, that's not even a fucking debate, right? I think it – dude, I actually like this over. I actually might be – a best bet material, and they traded Robert Quinn, one of their probably their one of their better pass, probably top two pass rusher. And the Dolphins, fucking their defense sucks. I mean, they yeah, fucking they gonna get a boost though. They gonna get a boost, especially with uh, getting Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I mean, but uh, will it happen week one? I don't know. Nah, it probably won't happen right away, but it's gonna pay a bigger dividends throughout the season. But I don't think. I don't know, because Dallas got a damn good defense, and the Bears put 29 points on them. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was all, like, fields in that rushing game. Like, that rushing game can run the ball against anybody, dude. Yeah, so, I actually, I love the over for this game. I would bet Miami with the minus 5-2, but the over is probably a better bet. Yeah, I like the over. I like this the over could, in this, this one. This could low-key be a shootout. Low-key. Very low-key. <laughs> I could also see it being like fucking twenty eight to six to twenty. You know what I mean? Like twenty eight to seventeen. That's true too. What are you thinking, Ben? I I'm see thinking Miami here. I see the clock um, ticking in there in your head. Yeah, I just don't think uh, Chicago is really going to be able to put up the points. Um, they haven't really done it much this year. Um, you know, and and yes, the addition. You know, of Claypool is good, but how much is he actually going to get, you know, playing time coming in Tuesday? Really not going to be there. But their Maybe offense has been good without him the last two weeks. Yeah, against a banged up New England's defense. Oh, and no, 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 no. Not a Dallas is fine. 
Not a banged up New England defense. That was a good New England defense. They took him to the woodshed, dude. Yeah. Who's, who's then missing you look on at, that you look New at, England defense? You know, the week before that, they only put up seven points against But that's what we're know, saying Washington. is, is it's totally, those two, those last two weeks? Yeah, are different. But is this, but you, you got to think, like, is this really the team that they are, or are they just playing well right now? Very similar to the Eagles last year. The Eagles were dog shit for the first several weeks, dude. And then they, yeah, and they changed Chicago their offense, is still dog corner. shit. You're going to be talking about how Fields is trash again after this week. Hey, if he keeps playing like he has been, dude, and, you know, they teetered that offense towards his... His last... Uh, I mean, I don't think you can say he's been all that great So throwing seven touchdowns with six interceptions. That's almost one-on-one. The last two weeks, He can though, run the ball. Uh, yeah, the last two weeks, but you can't You can't just say running that the, the ball first is part of five it. weeks didn't happen. Right, but they, they've turned the corner. He's a young quarterback, dude. He's... He hasn't started. He hasn't even started twenty games in his career. Do I think he's a great passer? No, I don't. Yeah. Like, is is he ever going to be fucking Tom Brady? No, he's not. Yeah. Like, can he be an effective quarterback in this league? Yes, absolutely. If if the offense is teetered around him like the Philadelphia Eagles do to Jalen Hurts, and you build it around his strengths, yeah, but you you have to build it around his strengths. They that's aren't what they've building been doing. it around his strengths, other than getting Claypool, who's not going to see much time. Maybe twenty snaps this weekend. Oh, Maybe. You're... Man, give me the Bears, dude. I've changed it. Give me the Bears plus five. Good luck. Give me the fucking Bears. I can't believe if Michael Gibson's listening to this. I'm actually sitting here defending your fucking trash Bears, dude. You're saying it right now, proving my point. Hey, I, I like what they're doing, though. I think that... Yeah, they still uh, lost by, what, 20 points last weekend? Yeah, to one of the to best... Cooper Rush. To Rush. To the team I have fourth in my power rankings. I mean, dude, it was, like, bound to happen. There was a reason why they were 10-point dogs. Miami is not as good as Dallas, though. Yeah, and that's why they're only five-point favorites here, not 10. And they... Is are gonna, I'm not going to lose by 20. All right, let's get to our Sunday night game before we get some best bets and get out of here. Uh, we got Tennessee heading into Arrowhead Stadium to face the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are coming off a bye. And if you are new to football or have been living under a rock, Andy Reid is the best head coach off a of bye. Uh, Tennessee's 5-2 and two straight up, 5-2 and two against the spread, 2-5 and five to the over. Uh, Kansas City five and two straight up, three and four against the spread, four and three to the over. Right now, Kansas City's laying twelve and a half at home. The total is forty six and a half. Irvin, what's your thoughts here? I think this game has a chance to get pretty ugly because if Malik Willis is starting again at QB, that just makes the Chiefs. That makes the Chiefs zero in on the run game. Uh, damn, I almost made a podcast, did a whole podcast without yawning. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes that's going to make the Chiefs zero in on the run game. And if you can load up the box against Henry and not have to respect the pass, that's how you um, pretty much, I wouldn't say shut down, but stifle the Texans' offense. And the Texans have to compete with Mahomes and all his weapons. And if the defense can't, and if the defense can't get stops, that means, well, if the offense can't prolong drives, I mean the defense has to stay on the field longer. 
and they're going to get tired out, and then I think that's when Mahomes starts to pick them apart. I will say this, dude. Kansas City, as a touchdown or more favorite under Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, not very good against the spread. Yeah, 12.5 points is a lot against a team who has kept, I mean, who has quietly 5-0 and in their last five, be it against dog shit teams, but have won and who have, you know, really won by seven, nine, five, um, another seven and two here. Um, I, I'm just looking at this game time weather, 53 and raining. I don't That's going to be Mahomes, dude. That What's sounds, that? Sounds like an under recipe, right? There. Exactly. Under 46 and a half, I think is the best bet for this game. Um, well, I think of this is all of the of all of the Titans games. Not one of those has gone over forty six and a half. I was gonna say I think for the Titans, like the way they're gonna want to play, if they're gonna have any chance in this game, like it has to be a low scoring game. They can't get into a shootout yeah. with with the no. with the Chiefs, and obviously they're gonna want to establish the run right and and run King Henry, and that's gonna be their recipe for success. And obviously Kansas City defensively. Uh, not very good against a run. 17th against a run. 26 versus a pass. I don't know who's going to start at quarterback, whether it's going to be Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill. I don't even know if it matters, to be honest, because Tannehill sucks. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, do you, would you, if, if I came out and said, I, I said, Ryan Tannehill is starting this game, does that change your opinion on this game at 13 and a half points? Yes. Well, yeah, because he's a veteran. He's going to make exactly. it with his arm. He's been playing in that rain before he's you know, many, had that experience to it. For some reason, outside of that second half in the AFC Championship game, he usually have good games against the Chiefs. Yeah. I don't know. There's just too many points. I think Kansas City wins this game, but I don't think by, you know, 12 and a half, 13 and a half. Yeah. I think I think it's too many points, too. I would, I would lean uh, the Titans. Especially in the rain. Especially in the rain. What's the over under 48 or 49? 46 46 and a half. And a half. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. If it's raining, it's, it's going to be extended throughout the game. Yeah, definitely bet the under. Do we know it's going to rain for sure, though? Game it's, time it's weather. far out. Yeah, game time weather is listed as rain. Uh, let's see. That could hella change, though. Yeah. Let's look ahead daily. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Fuck off, ads. I love how the Titans get Traylon Burks and dude's been hurt all year. 70% chance of rain on Saturday. Oh, Sunday it says only a 10% chance, so. Likely no rain then. Thanks, fucking AccuWeather forecast. (laughs) Well, if it's no rain... Give me, I still low key like the under, but what's up with Kadarius Tony? Is he gonna play? They they said they're easing him along. He might get some snaps this game. He didn't play at all last week. Well, they were they had a bye last week. Oh well, they well shit. He might not play at all then because they said they're gonna ease him into the frame. They're not gonna rush him, so they guess they want him to learn the playbook or learn the majority of the playbook before they put him out there. And no Frank Clark this yeah, week either Clark in defense. Karloftis and I think Chris Jones are going to feast. Yeah, and uh, McDuffie should be back as well. Yeah. 
Oh no, Chiefs look good, man. We over everybody overlooked them. I said not to overlook their ass. Yeah, I think I gotta uh, go with the under, dude. Tony is not listed on the injury report. Okay. Yeah. No, my only my only thing was, is he going to play? Because he is new. You know, what I mean, they just acquired him, so yeah. You know, what's his workload going to be? How many plays is he going to get in? If seventy probably. plays, is he going to get ten percent? Plays probably. Yeah. Because I, I think he could be a game changer, dude. Oh, yeah, he fast yeah. as hell. And he got good hands. He runs a good <laughs> route. Oh, yeah, he fast as hell. <laughs> Why would – who needs more weapons? Like the Chiefs need more weapons. And he was a first – easily first-round talent. Yeah. Some people thought they would, Some people thought he was the best wide receiver in that class. Yeah. But, you know, it's the Chiefs. They just find ways to keep adding talent. Yep, and making it work. We'll see, we'll see what happens. All right. Let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets of these games we talked about here. Who wants to go first, Irving? No, I'll wait. Ben? I'll go first. All right. All right, first, uh, first game that we're going to go uh, is going to be uh, Tampa Bay and L.A. Uh, we're going to go the under 42 and a half. Um, like I mentioned earlier, this is uh, old man versus old man. Or olding olding team versus olding team, uh, both of these offenses have just been absolutely atrocious this year. Um, not even, you know, getting to twenty points a game. Um, defensively, I'd say they're better than you know each other on offense. So uh, we're going to go under forty two and a half here. Um, and then game number two, bet number two, we're going to go Miami Dolphins minus five. Um, and y'all are going to be talking about how. Uh, I mean, how Justin Fields is just as trash as we thought we was in the first five weeks of this season. So, oh god, here we go, Irv. I'm gonna do Eagles Texans. I'm gonna do the under. Texans Philly under. Huh? Texans Philly under. Under, and then I'm gonna go with the uh, Chargers and the Falcons. I'm gonna do the over on that. Chargers, Falcons, over. All right. I am going... I'm going to go contrarian here. And I'm going to take Bears plus five. In spite We're adding of, a shot to this, then. In spite of Ben. Shot. We'll add a shot to it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then I am going to take... Uh, let's see here. get a pick that is different from you guys let's go under 46 and a half chiefs and uh and under 46 and a half chiefs titans i like it there we go let's go all right y'all thank you for joining us uh we'll be back tomorrow Irvin and i will be we'll be breaking down week 10 college football Picks against the spread. We got a huge, 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 huge matchup on Saturday. Number one versus number two, Tennessee versus Georgia. So you're definitely going to want to tap in for that one. Uh, make sure to, to go to devour.com or download the Devour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. For Swerving Urban Washington, for Big Ball and Ben Larson. I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Labs. Thank you for joining us. Make sure to like, subscribe, 
follow us on twitch youtube let's go let's get this y'all have a blessed what's tomorrow wednesday (laughs) we'll see y'all tomorrow let's go